0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. Grand Fedoric, leading-edge physiotherapy. Fit after 40, it is, and it can be a reality, but, you know, sometimes there's some bumps along the way with... Uh injuries and he joins us in studio for our monthly
1: session grant it's great to be here today it's oh. nice and toasty warm in here oh i'll say it is <laughs> i don't mind it i don't mind it actually it's kind of nice little breeze
0: all. i have to have the fan going yeah
1: i like that i like uh. it i like it warm with like some cool air over me it reminds me of like being in a tropical this it rem- i feel like we're somewhere tropical okay right now <laughs> not soon enough yeah. <laughs> you you wanted to talk about rotator cuff
0: injuries. Rotator cuff tears. Tears specifically,
1: because okay. I'll tell you. Um, one, I've talked about it. I've talked about the rotator cuff a lot, and uh, the one thing is when they're torn. And the number one question I get all the time, and I know you're going to ask it. Does it need to be operated? No, that's not what I was going to ask.
0: I was going to say that we need to start with explaining what uh, the rotator cuff is. And it's the cuff, not the cup. I think I I hear all the time, rotator cup. Yeah. And it's not. It's the rotator cuff. You got it. And if I remember correctly, it's like three of the... The, the the ligaments tendons
1: going over your shoulder pretty right? good it's four four yeah four. there's four of them three of them do three of them have a similar action with one having a totally different action so um, essentially if you were to put your hand on somebody's shoulders oh. with your finger, pointing down that's kind of that's how, we call it a cuff because it wraps and it's a cuff around the shoulder areas essentially and as your fingers are pointing down to the ground and your hands on your shoulder you know you can kind of name them but there's four of them uh, that make up the rotator cuff supraspinatus infraspinatus teres minor and subscapularis everybody write that down these uh, <laughs> there's going to be an exam at the end of this segment
0: And and if you were to look at someone with really great shoulders and and delts, you can see all those
1: going... So, you know, with the deltoid covers it all. So your big, powerful muscles that act on the shoulder... And this is what's important about the rotator cuff. It acts... It's got two important functions well it's got more than two but the two most important functions is it it plays a role in rotating the shoulder so that's like uh throwing a frisbee would be an example of three of the muscles they they externally rotate the shoulder uh and then you have one of them that internally rotates the shoulder and that would be like you know passing something across your body Mm. passing the dinner plate to somebody with from your right hand to your left side kind of a thing and that's that's internal rotation so they internally and externally rotate the, the important function they play that people don't really realize, and they wonder, well, these are little muscles, and they are. They're not big. They're not primary movers of the shoulder, but they function to kind of hold the shoulder where it's supposed to be, <laughs> so that those big muscles can do what they're supposed to do. Otherwise, that that humerus, the ball of the socket, can move all over mm-hmm. the place, and it needs to be centered on the scapula, on what we call on the, uh, on, basically on that uh, fossa that it fits in.
0: So the injuries. When you have a a tear mm-hmm. or an, in, an injury, and you want to specif- spe- specifically talk about tears, yeah. Do they happen, you, is it a repetitive motion thing? Can it be a one-off
1: injury or yeah. is it a, a combination of both? Uh, it can, it, so it can be one or the other or mm. a combination. So you do, because the shoulder is this uh, very mobile but unstable joint, it tends to have a lot of wearing process over time. You can do a lot with it, and we do. You know, if everything from throwing balls to reaching over our head to, you know, screwing in a light bulb yeah. all requires the rotator cuff to be active. And, we imagine how many times even me just talking to you right now yeah my arm, arm is going in yeah. and out that's that can take its toll which leads to degenerative changes in those tendons and so as we age more and more degenerative changes occur and so it can be something subtle that causes it to tear and also i want people to know out there lots of you out there even though you have no pain in your shoulder none whatsoever and your shoulder's feeling good and you play tennis and you play volleyball and you name it and you're over 40 you may have a tear really you You absolutely may, and you don't need to do anything about it. It, It's there, and they're they're more common than people think. Twenty to twenty-five percent of people just sitting out there have them, and they don't even know it.
0: So that the 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 injury when you do know it it's that that it's like that dull ache in the shoulder
1: yeah and trouble
0: sleeping probably you on betcha
1: it. and it's inflammation and it's the process of your body dealing with it that is often what's causing and provoking the pain now with a full thickness rotator cuff tear of third degree rupture okay. of it okay those are especially if somebody's a younger I don't want to say young because what's the definition of young but somebody who is younger with a traumatic tear of the rotator cuff it is ruptured you won't be it's many of those people they they can't even lift their arm that's not the group that we're talking about those most of the time and f- quite frequently those are those do require surgery okay but the partial tears the ones where people have had a sore shoulder for a long period of time they get in for an MRI they say well you've got a tear in your rotator cuff those don't necessarily need to be operated on and it, it it's one of the things that frustrates people out there i've got a tear it needs to be fixed well that's not what the research holds true in fact Let's deal with There's lots of ways to deal with it. Rehab is a very effective way, physiotherapy uh, and proper education and, and a lot of home exercise, so some homework. Yeah. And your shoulder can be very well-functioning. Like I said, you can be just like that other group of people who have the tear and don't even know they've got it. So
0: if, if you have a tear, though, and you've got the dull ache, you're having trouble sleeping, but if it's causing you not being able to do things, like brush yep. your hair or scratch your back or whatever Put on it a is, jacket.
1: That's called impingement. It can occur with this, yeah.
0: Is can can that still be fixed, or do we need uh,
1: can, that? Also, can be rehabbed without surgery. That's right. Okay. In fact, most of the time they are, and okay. and and rightfully so. And the the protocol for most of these nowadays, uh, and it and it has been actually for some time. Is you know we get frustrated with the wait, but the wait is an important part of it. Waiting for the surgeon is is g- not necessarily a bad thing because it gives us that time to treat it conservatively, and it gives us that time for you to go through a process, Process and your body to actually respond to the process, because like we've talked to on the talked about on this on this program, teaching somebody coordination of the shoulder and the proper movements and how to strengthen. If I show you that today, you're not feeling better tomorrow. <laughs> and unfortunately, strengthening—if I wanna—if I wanna look like uh, somebody from Men's Fitness magazine, mm-hmm. I can't do it overnight. It, it's not—it's and if you think about it, most people would say, "Yeah, you're right. I couldn't. I couldn't look like that overnight." But with the work and the effort, you can. Everybody could look like that, and genetics in genetics and in those cases. <laughs> but uh, certainly, you can get that strength back, and it can be taught, and we can rehab. And there is a precursor to that, and that's making sure that we reduce that inflammation and help with the pain because sometimes pain limits your ability to do these exercises. Are,
0: are, do genetics play a role in these injuries?
1: Yeah you know uh, the answer I I it's almost impossible to escape genetics uh, okay. as far as when it comes to uh, the body's concerned, from instability. So an example of multidirectional instability, some people just have loose lax joints. Uh, and my wife's one of them. Mm-hmm. She got it from her dad. It, yep. You know, uh, Darwin, if you're listening, I'm not calling <laughs> you out on this one, but uh, you know, it's your fault. But no, yeah. truly you can get, there's certain parts of uh, that play a role. Genetics do play a role with instability okay. around the shoulder. Um that being said, I always like to believe that genetics might be something you have to face, but it's, you can do something about the other side of it, which is the exercise. You if
0: know? you ignore it, if you ignore these little tears, if you ignore that pain in your shoulder, what can happen to your
1: shoulder? So in some cases, it just goes on indefinitely. In some cases, it can, with time, resolve. I hate to say that because I don't want people waiting long Mm. periods of time. And in other cases, because you've got a chronic inflammatory scarring process, it can actually be obviously a a bad process that goes on and leads to more problems. So I would always err on the side of we don't want to be that third one. Uh, because it can happen. You can develop with chronic long-standing inflammation around the shoulder. You can end up with a frozen shoulder. Talked about that a lot. You don't want to ignore these uh, rotator cuff uh, partial tear with inflama- inflammatory processes like bursitis uh-huh. or other things that go with them that are often what are causing the pain. We can manage that and we can do it in a somewhat reasonable period of time. Frozen shoulder can be really painful, very limiting, and it can take a long time. I have a totally different discussion with people with frozen shoulder than I do with somebody who got a partial tear in their shoulder
0: so a partial tear in your shoulder the rotator cuff what can we do about it
1: that was a good song coming in (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, in, like in our music this afternoon. If you've ever visited Grant at Leading Edge Physiotherapy, you know that he is quite the singer, entertaining his uh, patients and anyone who will listen nonstop.
1: Right. I am not Iron Man, but uh, <laughs> it's a good song.
0: We're talking uh, rotator cuff tears today. How do you treat
1: them? Right. And, so, and it's a great question. It's the first thing we need to do is deal with the inflammatory and pain process. And there's some things that we can do for that. Uh, without getting into that the most important portion of this is is the strengthening and people just think it's strength exercise and it's not it's what we call neuromuscular control is probably the most important part unfortunately with the shoulder the only bony attachment to the body is at your sternoclavicular joint I'm pointing to the front of my sternum right below my chin and that's the only bony attachment to the shoulder everything else is muscle that's acting and maintaining that stability Mm -hmm. to the body and so your your humerus or the your shoulder bone the long one works off of your scapula and so it's this floating kind of process so if you don't have control of the scapula you don't have a stable platform Mm -hmm. for the rest of the arm for the arm to move off of. And so really stability of that scapula is very important. So again, you'd think well we'll just strengthen those muscles of the scapula. Well, that's only part of it because they work together. And so what you need to do is it's called neuro I call it neuromuscular control. That's kind of the schooling that we that we got. You can call it uh, appropriate there's lots of different names for it. The long and the short is that the scapula needs to maintain a certain position and move a certain way so that the arm can move off of it properly. So we've got to stabilize the shoulder blade and that that involves you might think it's just squeezing your shoulder blades together, but it's even a little bit more complex than that because then we want to make them work off of one another. Call it core for the shoulder. Okay. And essentially to do that, you really need somebody to help you get a good understanding for what that is and determine where there's a dysfunction and where that pattern has gone wrong and we can strengthen you off of that rather than people, I see it all the time with band and they're pulling their mm-hmm. arm arm in and out like I said like they're throwing a frisbee and I watch them and really they're all they're doing is strengthening those muscles in a dysfunctional pattern they're teaching them to work the wrong way because they're not working off of the scapula Mm. properly and so the long and the short somebody does need to actually walk you through it teach you how to do that exercise properly and then progress it because it's not we don't use our arm only like we're throwing a frisbee we use it in various positions it's functional it's something that you need to strengthen into various positions and in different ways in order to have it work properly you can't just strengthen it below shoulder level you got to do it in different patterns and so it's not as simple as watching youtube okay
0: all right good to know so that's when you say hey i'm gonna go see grant at leading edge physiotherapy and and get things taken care of is there anything else before we get to some questions coming in that you want people to know about uh, these injuries
1: well you hit it on the head earlier and that's if you've got something going on with the shoulder in itself uh just make sure that you're getting the right people to have a look at it and address it and within the right hands and with the right experts you can have a very functional shoulder even though you might think it's uh, it needs to be operated on
0: there's questions coming in uh, for you it says I just recently injured my left shoulder I'm 58 years of age it kind of hurts in the front and the tricep does that mean
1: it's torn so not necessarily Uh, that is the very typical location of the pain when you've got a rotator cuff type problem it's usually hurting right in the side the deltoid and the front of the shoulder kind of if you put your finger over it other things can be leading to that Uh, and there are other problems around the shoulder that can cause mimic the same kind of pain that being said it may be torn and it may just be an inflammatory. You can have a tendinosis or tendonitis that is causing the pain. You may also have a bursitis that's referring in that area as well. So the answer is I don't know. We would look. And yes, there are ways for us to find figure okay. it out without an MRI. We're going to save Alberta Health Services all kinds of money and teach everybody out there that you don't need an MRI necessarily to find out what's wrong with your shoulder.
0: All right. Cody says I have a torn labrum that happened in mm-hmm. October from a hockey accident. I just had my MRI. But the process seems to take forever before any surgery or a fix can be ordered. What can I do to help strengthen my shoulder? All I get are pops in my shoulder and anything I should do up to and after my surgery happens.
1: Yeah, so with a labral tear, that's the cartilage inside the shoulder and the cartilage plays okay. a very important role because it actually the shoulder socket itself is quite shallow and the labrum provides a deeper surface for the, for the shoulder to work off of. It also provides a nice smooth surface for it to work off of. It also provides like a suction cup type of an effect in the shoulder, like uh, if you stuck a suction cup up against the yeah. glass, you can almost hang off of it, you yeah. can lift glass with it, but if there's a little tear in there, mm. all of a sudden that suction cup just falls off, you lose that ability. So the answer is, even with a labral tear in the shoulder, you can strengthen, That's the you always deal with it conservatively, try to make up for the instability by strengthening it, but because you had that traumatic or atraumatic, any in- issue... Your shoulder won't be functioning the way it's supposed to. So refer back to what I said earlier, and it's about strengthening it properly. Dealing with any inflammation around the shoulder so you don't have inhibition, uh, inhibition means that the muscles aren't working properly oh, yeah. because it hurts, and uh, and if we can deal with that and then strengthen it with time, these two can go uh, without surgery.
0: Grant Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. It's fit after 40 uh, shoulders. If I can't lay on my back and put my hands behind my head without my shoulders hurting, is that a rotator cuff issue? Same as not being able to reach behind me to undo my bra. Both shoulders have this issue.
1: <laughs> so it can be. Uh, the rotator cuff does play that role. It can also be uh, there. Can it depends on age? There also can be a. a, a piece of, or there can be some arthritis in there, there can, there's a few other problems, what we call impingement may be occurring as well, which is a functional problem in the shoulder that can be caused by these other issues, especially if reaching behind your back is causing you lots of pain, because when the rotator cuff is weak due to one of these issues, there, it doesn't move properly like I described earlier, and what can happen is the, the tendon can be squeezed between the two bones that it mm. travels under, and that can cause more and more problems down the road, so yes, if laying on your back with your hands up over your head in that position or trying to reach behind your back. It can be the rotator cuff. Yes, you can have it on both sides, it's something that can be managed or that we can certainly uh start to deal with with you
0: okay big al says if i roll my shoulders they both grind
1: what is that crepitus uh (laughs) so the grinding is what we call crepitus and i say this all the time and if you're a doctor out there cover your ears because i'm gonna say something and really simplify it but i i call it good crepitus and bad crepitus and crepitus think of it like rust it's like a rusty door uh and essentially what's happening is it's not moving properly because because it gets kind of uh, the tissue, or not the tissue, this, uh, the, um, the fluid in there is kind of not as lubricating as it's supposed to be. And good crepitus doesn't hurt and bad crepitus hurts. So if you're getting pain and crepitus, then we want to deal with it. If you're just getting some crunching in there, but you can do everything you want to do. Uh, I don't want to say ignore it, but continue on.
0: Okay. Uh, Stephanie says, I had a fall and tore both supraspinitis. Yep. Uh, One was full thickness tear and one was a partial full thickness tear. I've had surgery on both. One is great, the other is awful. After all of these years, can can it be helped
1: Uh, sometimes and and your exam that's a perfect example and rotator cuff tears can go really well but they don't always go really well and that's why we are treating them and and generally speaking conservative management first is very important Uh, but even later on down the road identifying why it's still hurting because now if it's intact or it's been repaired what else may be contributing to that pain in the shoulder and there's lots of things I've described today bursitis uh, inflammation of one of the other tissues around the shoulder so most important thing to do if in a situation like that would be come in let us know that you've had surgery we're going to look for the problem and not blame the surgery we're
0: going to have one more quick one before we run out of time i'm a side sleeper i think it's caused my painful shoulder any advice on type of bed a person should look at for side sleeping or should i get a foam topper
1: well there's no (laughs) you know there is no good answer to that My, i would say try it and that's always my rule Mm -hmm. of thumb try something different uh when it comes to beds i always tell people to pay attention when they travel and if you're traveling and you're in a different bed and you find it made a difference well now you can blame your bed uh but (laughs) you know or try another bed in the house because you it's it's really you need to do an experiment to see if in fact it's the bed that's doing it laying on your side puts a a very abnormal stress on the shoulder it usually pushes it forward lay on our side with our shoulder being forced forward and it can cause a lot of stress ah. on those structures post on the back and the front of the shoulder and so if you can't switch to your back and you're going to try to figure out whether it's your bed before you spend a whole bunch of money on a bed try some other beds i don't recommend <laughs> your neighbors or anything like that yeah <laughs> but hotels for sure.
0: and we're going to have to leave it there we're out of time with grant fedora from leading edge physiotherapy leading edge the website you can click on the ask the physio question the yeah. little box grant We'll get back to you. Thanks for this. We'll see you next month.
1: You bet.